Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Business Australia podcast celebrating International Women's Day 2018. Marking International Women's Day 2018 in Australia, Sustainable Business Australia launches a podcast series on insights from female leadership within the Sustainable Business Australia member community. These podcasts provide a way of showcasing outstanding business leadership of women in SBA member companies who are working to contribute to the Sustainable Development Goals. SBA launches this podcast series as a contribution to the goal of SDG 5, which aims to achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls by 2030. Today, we're joined by Marianne Foley from Arab. Marianne, welcome. Thank you very much. So uh, give us a uh, sense of the organisation that you're in and your role within that organisation. So Arab is a company of engineers, planners, designers, consultants. We work within the built environment. Um, we're owned in trust, so quite a different organisational structure and ownership. And that means that we're a very values-based company that is here for the long term. We can't be bought or sold, uh, so we do take a longer view. We have the luxury of being able to take a longer uh, view of business. My role in it, I'm a principal. Uh, I lead the consulting part of our business, which is the planning, the advisory services and technical specialists. I'm on our region board in Australasia and I'm the board champion for sustainability. So let's um, let's move now to the question of how is Arab looking to contribute to the realisation of the sustainable development goals? Yeah. So the global Arab strategy clearly states our commitment to sustainable development. It says that we will support the UN's sustainable development goals by working with like-minded clients uh, on aligned projects, including but not limited to climate action, sustainable cities and resilient communities. At a regional level, so the Australasian region where, where I operate, we have formed a um, sustainability task force and worked across all aspects of our business. So our people, our facilities and operations, our projects, the work we do, um, and our external relationships um, to support and enhance our contribution to sustainable development. Um, and the task force are doing some interesting work. So they're currently updating our, our regional strategy um, and, and doing things like the non-sexy stuff of sustainable procurement. It's hard, it's detailed, it's not the glamorous side of sustainability, but you have to be able to sort of walk the talk. And that's, that's one of the things that they're very focused on at the moment. They're also looking at probably the most challenging part, which is how we align our projects, the things that clients pay us to do, with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And that's a work in progress, um, but it will help us, I think, ultimately pick the sort of projects that we do and pick the sort of clients that we work with. Um, we have a, a tagline, which is we shape a better world. So the UN Sustainable Development Goals are clearly very well aligned. So it sounds very practical, but also very strategic. Indeed, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, strategy is great, 
but it comes down to the nuts and bolts of what are you going to do. And, and so we're working on both sides of that. So let's talk about nuts and bolts, and in particular SDG 5. Yes. Um, what are you yep. and your organisation, Arab, contributing on SDG 5, both globally but also, where possible, regionally? Yeah. I think there's, there's sort of three aspects to this that we're thinking about. One is internally, what are we doing? Second is externally. And then third component is we do work in international development. Um, so the projects again. Um, so internally, the straightforward, um, again, sort of nuts and bolts thing of reviewing our internal processes, making sure that we have uh, gender equity in that. So recruitment, salary, promotions. We've set targets both at a global and a regional level um, for um, gender balance, uh, which is a challenge in a profession such as ours where historically we come from a engineering background. Um, so we want to have uh, make sure that we're attracting people, keeping them, treating them fairly. Um, the, we also want to, um, in fact we've moved to, having all roles are flexible and our flexible working um, and we are encouraging men to take up more caring responsibilities so we have a new parental leave policy that has shared care benefits for partners they're able to take 16 weeks paid leave if they um, take leave in the first year of their child's life and we're seeing that play out actually really strongly where typically um, the woman takes the first six months and then uh, our men are taking the second six months and becoming the primary care in the second six months, which I think is great in terms of creating a shared ownership of, of child rearing. That's our internal processes. We do uh, work in international development. So, for example, doing um, a scoping study with Plan International looking at building child-centered urban resilience in, I think it's Jakarta, Manila, and Yangon, doing those, those sort of projects um, and looking at um, livable cities and what would a city designed for children look like. So those sort of projects are just aim to make our world a bit more equitable. Um, and then the sort of simpler, I guess, external things we support programs such as the power of engineering which encourages girls into stem subjects uh, mentoring programs for girls at university again in typically engineering work inspirations program with the smith family um, where high school students with an interest in stem join uh, offices come into our offices and get some meaningful work experience get a taste of what it is we actually do um, and then supporting career trackers, which is a similar internship uh, program for indigenous uh, university students. So not specifically aimed at women, but that more broad-based um, uh, piece around encouraging people into, particularly in our case, science and engineering. So what challenges and, I guess, important developments has Arab actually identified around the SDG 5 for its business? 
The biggest challenge is encouraging people into the STEM subjects. We're seeing, actually we're seeing a, a drop off of kids taking STEM subjects. We already have a low percentage of girls choosing STEM subjects and that's not improving. Um, so we, we need girls to take the STEM subjects at school and then come into engineering um, and planning disciplines at university so that we can improve our pipeline of women into the industry more broadly, obviously into Arab. Um, we're not going to hit gender targets unless we do that. And it's not just about doing the right thing. We know that diversity of thought and experience and ways of looking at the world mean that business is more creative, more robust decision making. So it makes good sense for, to us from a business point of view. So that's the first challenge is just having that pipeline in the first place. The second is the shared child rearing. The We need men to share that responsibility. It's just too hard for young women, if they are doing all the child rearing, to keep a career going, to keep a good career going. It's just so hard. So we as a workplace want our men and our women to be sharing um, in that space. And then I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, the um, challenges around how we design the built environment. If we designed cities and the public realm for children and women, would we design them differently? Would we think more around safety and walkability and those kind of things rather than perhaps the more traditional um, it's all around guys and they drive to work and that. So uh, I think you know we see actually the broader, in our space of designing cities, we see some challenges and some opportunities. So that, that um, then jumps us off onto the, the next question, which is around what are the challenges and I guess the opportunities more broadly for Australia around SDG5. And you've already just touched on one, which is about livable cities. Um, and in one sense, gender equal, equal cities, uh, not to mention just equality per se for people who use cities. Uh, have you thought of any other challenges and opportunities for Australia around SDG 5? I think there's some very clear ones around the pay uh, equity, the industries that are generally traditionally dominated by women, the pay is less, um, which of course is why we're strongly encouraging women to move into things like STEM subjects where salary is better. Um, but the roles that um, women get, again, generally, you know, we look at the board compositions of companies, the women are still not there, we look at our um, politicians and the senior levels, again, there's, you know, there is gender imbalance. Um, so the whole pay and roles issue is a big one for Australia. And I think it comes down to our attitude towards women. We still have fairly 
traditional view of the world. We still expect the women to be doing most of the caring for the children, um, responsible for the home and domestic harmony. Um, and conversely, of course, we think that men are a failure if they do those kind of things. We don't encourage men to take chunks of time off work to raise a family. We still think there's something a bit odd about that. Um, so we still have some old school attitudes, I think, which hold us back. Um, and that gets played out very nastily in some of the domestic violence, uh, which is still very shocking in Australia. Um, so I think we, we as society are not yet uh, gender equitable. Right. No, I think you're absolutely right. So let's um, let's move from, I guess, present day reality to future aspiration. And the final question: What does what does success? What would mark success for you in the realization of this goal for Australia by 2030? Mm. 2030 is not very far away. It's not very far away. It's you know, I'd love to say the utopia is we have proper pay equity. We have decent childcare, we have shared responsibilities for raising families, caring for kids, caring for parents, aged parents and the like, that we have great cities that people feel safe in and that our domestic violence stats are minuscule. Mm, I think that's a that's a great um, great point to to finish up. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a great pleasure. That was Marianne Foley from Arab. This has been Andrew Peterson, CEO of Sustainable Business Australia. You can access all of the podcasts in this series, and for that matter, all of our podcasts on our website at www.sba.asn.au. This has been Andrew Peterson. Thank you for your time. <laughs>